Welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast, your source for all things running and travel in super fun destinations around the world. We're your hosts, Gerald Mitchell and Natalie Mitchell. So Nat, which direction are we headed this week? North, south, east, or west? And who are we talking to? Well, this week we are headed out west to sunny Southern California, San Diego to be specific. We are psyched to welcome our friend, marathoner and major world traveler, Kim Clark to the show. If you are looking for beautiful photos of a marathoner in a gorgeous sunny locale and to hear from someone who champions women's safety while running, look no further than Kim Clark, or you probably know her as Track Club Babe. When you land on Kim's very popular Instagram account, she has over 104,000 followers and growing. You are immediately inspired by her joyful personality, great running tips, and overall inspiration. Her posts literally make you want to lace up your shoes and go for a run. Kim lives in sun-soaked San Diego, a runner's paradise with its year-round sun and endless places to run. In this conversation, we learn about Kim's running journey her travel to an incredible 57 countries, her new coaching platform, Fast Fall, 12 Weeks to Your Fastest Self, that she hosts with her husband, Tyler, an elite runner and 2020 Olympic trials qualifier, and of course, all the best places to run. Yep, Kim also shares where to enjoy great food, places of interest, the best places to stay in San Diego, and so much more. We won't keep you waiting any longer. Enjoy our conversation with Kim Clark. So, Kim, I have heard a ton about you and, you know, through Natalie. So I feel like I know you to a certain extent, but we're just connecting for the first time. And one of the things that jumped out at me was 57 countries you traveled to. (laughs) So I have to ask, where did you get the travel bug what's drives it and where are you going to take it from here? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've wanted to travel, um, since I was like a kid, I remember I had like signed up for like a missions trip with my church, probably when I was like 12 or 13 to like Columbia. And then like, right before it was supposed to happen, there was like all this craziness in Columbia, you know? So they, they shut it down for safety reasons. And I was just like, Oh, but, um, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to travel. And when I was a senior in high school for my graduation president, my parents took our family over to Europe and I was like, that's it. That's, this is what I'm doing. And, um, and I, I heard a speaker at my college say that they had gone to like 118 countries. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to go to all of them. Like I want to see all of the world. And so I've um, just like made it a goal to like get into as many places as I can and just see and understand different cultures it's just i mean there's no there's no greater gift to yourself than getting to travel and meet people and stuff like oh that oh my gosh totally i am agree. so inspired by you that is like one of my goals like i just love and we love to travel a lot and just to be able to have seen that many countries and cultures and people and languages and food i mean yeah that is so fantastic do you feel like when you went did you go like a lot by yourself or with friends or now with with tyler like what did that look like so um 
I, I really don't like traveling alone. Like the one time I've traveled alone in Spain, it, like it was just so many bad incidences. I just think it's kind of dangerous for a girl to be, especially because I was young. I was like 18 or 19, you know? So I think it's dangerous for a young lady to be traveling alone or I don't recommend it. But um, I would usually take a, another girl buddy and we just like hit up as many places as we could. We'd have a couple months and we just say, okay, let's go and do this whole Eastern Europe block and, and just... Um, and do something like that. But um, yeah, so I usually would go with another girl. I've been um, like for my, when I graduated from law school, I took a couple months to go travel after that. That's what you usually do. You take a bar trip after law school, um, after you um, after you take the bar, not pass it. So you're, you're going on this trip and it's like, you're putting in the back of your mind, I could have failed the bar. I don't know. So <laughs> it helps you get your mind off of whether you passed or failed something that you studied for two months for. So um, we went to like um, Egypt and Israel and Greece and Germany together. And, um, and it was, and I, so I was traveling with another girl. She had blonde hair. We were like sticking out like a sore thumb in Egypt. I was like, oh my gosh, cover that blonde hair more. <laughs> you're oh, you're outing me right now. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You're like, I'm trying to blend in here. Come on. <laughs> like, I don't need any attention. <laughs> cover up the blonde. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've just like recruited different friends along the way, just like when we were on that run um, with Fabletics. And I was like, I mean, the Valencia Marathon sounds pretty awesome. And then I got Jess to go with me. <laughs> that was so, oh my gosh, I remember that. So for everybody listening, so, so Kim and I, um, the first time we met in person, it's been like over a year now, we um, were able to hook up for Global Running yeah. Day. You were hosting this like really fun event with Fabletics down in Manhattan Beach or up for you, down for me. And, and, um, and then you were like, you know, if anybody wants to come and I saw your note and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so close to me. Like relatively right. speaking, I'm going to come. And so we ended up all meeting and like, um, having the best time running. And so anyway, I've like loved you ever since. Um, so yeah, that yeah. was really fun. It was so fun. Just like, uh, yeah, I wish I could do that. Like every weekend with you girls. <laughs> I know. And like, now it's so different. Like I can't imagine like meeting up with you and running in a mask and six feet apart and all of that. Yeah. It's just, I mean, such, such a different world. I just, you know, I've this whole time I've been like, okay, yeah, we can get through this, whatever. And then now I'm like, so like, when will we be able to do races again? Or just like have be around friends and have it be more normal again. It's just, um, you know, you can kind of like be tough through, you know, oh, six, eight months. Good. But then you're like at the end of now, what is it like seven or eight months? You're like, so when are we thinking that things are going to be a little bit more normal, you know? And, um, so it's kind of a little bit of a, a fatigue with it all. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Good. Well, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to go back really quickly for the, for, um, all of your amazing travels. Um, as far as like the running part, like, did you feel, how did that go? Like, were you feeling safe to run in these countries? Did you like you and your friend, would she come with you? Or did you feel like, you know, it wasn't something that you, you know, was safe to do or how did that, how did that play out? So I wasn't a runner for most of my travels. Um, I started running, you know, later as an adult. So, and I did so much of my traveling before I was even 28. I probably had seen like 40 or so countries, 40 or 50 countries before then. So, and then once I started running, um, I like, if I was running, if I was going with my husband someplace for the most part, like we would go together, like we went to India and a hundred percent, you have to run with a guy. And like, I was running how I would run here. 
um, with like a sports bra and shorts. And it was, I mean, even with my husband with me, it was just like a lot, there was a lot going on. And um, so now I would know differently to like totally completely cover up. And you definitely, you have to run with a guy. Um, and in a lot of places I've been to, it's, I mean, it's wisdom to like to run together. And I didn't even used to like to run with my husband because I was so embarrassed him seeing me run. Um, but then we would go on these trips together and I would have like no choice, like to be like basically babysat by him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're like, I need you as my personal bodyguard, please. Like you, exactly. you have to come with me. Um, so he'll like maybe go up a little bit ahead of me and then come back and, but he'll like be around and checking on me just so that we're, I'm not like completely by myself or getting lost too. I mean, hmm. who wants to get lost where they don't really speak the language? Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially in some place like India, like we won't even, I, I just, I've kind of heard some stories about, Oh, it's craziness. Their whole like view of women and all of that. It's a little, yeah, it's definitely different than the U S totally different. <laughs> it was like, like we got into like a cab right when we got out of the airport in, um, in India. And, um, and so we were like looking at all these cars in front of us and everything. And a lot of them have bumper stickers. Like we we, you know, we don't believe in violence against women or like protect women. And I'm like, what is going on here? And like all these cars had that on it. Mm-hmm. So that just, I mean, it just shows that there's like a big counterculture to what is, hap- you know, what is happening with women there. So people are trying to be vocal and speaking out against what, what has been happening. So, but that was just kind of a, I'm in a shock because it's maybe something we don't see here. You don't, you don't see any bumper stickers here about anybody's protecting women, you know, like that's not, I don't, I haven't ever seen a bumper sticker here about that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, just like about making sure that women are safe. And over there it's, it was like, it was like, as if you had a 26.2 bumper sticker on your car, it was kind of, it was totally different. So I was like, why, why are they all talking about this? Like what's happening here? And yeah. so then it wasn't actually until after I left, I had a bunch of followers message me about stuff that was going on there. And then I researched more about what had been happening lately with women. And I was just like totally blown away. And I understood why there was, you know, this um, like movement to protect women in India. Speaking of that, oh my gosh, I love what you've been doing lately. Well, I love your social media account and you obviously, I mean, you reach so many people, so many people love you. And I just love how you're using it for so, you know, to to really empower and uplift women. And like, one of the things that I noticed um, is that you've been talking a lot about women's safety and that we, you know, women are being, you know, there's a lot of cases in the last few years of women being attacked while running. And, it, and I love what you had to say about that. You, would you tell us a little bit about, um, about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like it's happened like regularly and that's just like the worst word to have to say, to describe how I feel that, women have been attacked and harassed or killed while running. And like earlier in August, there was a woman who was um, attacked and killed in Dallas. Um, She was a mother and a scientist, I believe. um, And she was on her morning run and she was attacked and killed. And I was just like, this is awful. Like, this is awful. This is the United States this is in Dallas. Like, it's not like it's in some faraway place where they treat women horribly. Like, this is here. And then a couple weeks later, there was um, another um, woman who was sexually assaulted and killed. And that was in Arkansas. And I was just like, I just feel like it's happening so much. So I went back and looked at the dates of the last one. And I was like, that was 18 days ago. I mean, this, why is no one saying anything, you know? And it made me really upset that like, like here we are 
women out there running, all we're doing is literally running and trying to, you know, just do what everybody else enjoys doing, you know, and for two women to have been killed within 18 days in August in the United States and not really hear anybody talking about it or putting those stories together and saying, hey, what's happening here? Why is this going on? You know, and so that made me really angry that I wasn't seeing anybody speaking up about it. And it's like, there are so many good causes that we can be speaking up about, but it was like women, we weren't ranking, you know, like we weren't on the list. Like it was like, we've become so numb to women being attacked and killed that we're not even, we're not even outraged anymore. We're not even speaking up about it anymore. You know, it's like, it's just so normal. And that made me really sad because it shouldn't be normal. And, um, and we have to do better, you know, we have to do better so that this doesn't keep happening. And, and I mean, part of it is, you know, when I was a new runner, I was just so naive, you know, I, I, I had not been in the running community. I was like just fresh, you know, and I just didn't know anything. So I would like go out and run in the middle of nowhere. And I was, you know, and I just didn't think anything about, I would let like nightfall happen and be out stuck there with no light, nothing. I would have border patrol like escorting me back to my house because they're like, this is very dangerous. And I'm like, ah, you know, I was just so young and, um, and more experienced runner who's older. Um, she was like, you cannot be running out there. You, that's so dangerous. And so I had, I totally changed how my running was because she really impressioned on me that, you know, you got to kind of watch out for yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. So I still run, but I just don't, I'm not running in the middle of nowhere with no cars, no people, no, you know, um, I'm, I'm running in neighborhoods and in parks and things like that so that it's just more populated. And I, um, you know, so all that to say that as a new runner, I just didn't know these things. So if, if somebody hadn't told me, Hey, you have to kind of watch out for yourself, then I wouldn't have taken steps to better protect myself, you know? And I fear that by not letting people know that this is what is happening in the United States, that maybe younger runners just won't know, Hey, keep your eyes out. Like, be alert, like take precautions, you know, just because, um, because it is happening. You know, yeah, I, oh my gosh, Kim, I so agree with you. And I, and I honestly have to say as like, for myself as like an experienced runner, I mean, I've been running my whole life and like, yeah. you know, it really hasn't hit me. Like the, the changes that I needed to make in my running and safety until the last like year or so. Cause and honestly, really changing in the last few months or so. I mean, I was definitely the runner that's, you know, was like, I'm going to go on this trail. And like, you know, I would definitely say where I'm going. I would tell Gerald, like, I'm going here, whatever. But I would like go by myself or it's in the middle of nowhere and like really doing things that were not safe at all as a woman. Um, yeah. And and then, it, you know, all these things kept happening in the news. And I really stopped to think about it. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to really be cognizant of change. Changing yeah. My, you know, this is not safe. And like, if something were to happen to me, no one would really, I mean, they wouldn't really know exactly where I was. And like, yeah, I didn't have anything to really protect myself. So now when I go on a trail run or something like Gerald will come with me or yeah. you know, I'll go ahead, like you were saying, and then we'll, I'll double back and meet up with him or like, yeah, we'll just do different things. Like, um, because it is so important. Um, I mean, not to like totally go off on the safety thing, but I think that is important to talk about. Yeah. Um, and tra with travel too. I mean, you just, it's just, it's a super for women. It's so important. Well, I was going to say that, you know, as much as you feel like you may have not paid attention, not completely unaware, but it wasn't as you weren't as hyper vigilant. I've always been hyper vigilant 
And yeah. so, cause I can remember even first being married and we would have to run at night. And I felt like the secret service running with the president, you know, now he's just <laughs> running along. I'm doing my best to keep up, but I'm like looking up and down and over. Oh my gosh. You know, and all this stuff. And I always, and I kind of like, man, is this what the secret service do when the president goes oh out gosh. for a run? Right. You know, or those that, you know, those presidents that would get on their bikes and go running and stuff like that um, in the past. So Damn. I've always been that way. And even in, you know, when we were first coming up with the idea of sweet run, one of the first things I always said was, okay, I want to know how locals run because I want to know where I would send my mother, my sister, or my wife or my daughter by themselves. Like, who would I reach out to? Um, So that kind of, for me, transition into the question of the day is, if I'm coming to San Diego, where would, what is your favorite run in San Diego, regardless of safety or what have you, but then also, you know, depending on where you are, where would you send people? Um, You know, what is it like? And I think the places that I would send people would be safe, good places for them to go. Like, so, um, like one of my favorite places is there's, you know, Mission Bay in San Diego. It's so beautiful there. Love it. Yeah. They have an eight mile loop and it's, that's like where I've done so many of my workouts. So it's eight miles. It's pretty flat. Um, and it, and it's like a pedestrian path for most of it, which is like really important to me for when I'm doing workouts. I don't want to have to like stress about cars and all that stuff. So it's, it's a really safe, like it's a really safe loop and there's, it's, there's tons of people around and it's pretty, you know, it's your bike, you're running along the bay. And um, yeah, so that's, that's one of the places I would suggest Mission Bay. It's an eight mile loop and it's perfect for workouts, perfect for a long run. I've literally done everything easy, long run, speed workouts, tempos, everything there. And it's just, it has some like this, but not much because it's at the bay. Yeah. It's the, the, this, it, the, the ups and downs are the bridges. So the, oh, okay. yeah. like two bridges, <laughs> cool. I'm like, it's so much, it's so such a big hill, but, um, the other spot I would say would be like along the coast. So maybe starting in like Del Mar and driving up the coast um, my track club used to do a thing where we would like take the, the coaster train up, um, and then just run it back down. So, so then you don't have to like bring your car up there. And then, um, the third place I would say would be Miramar Lake. It's a five mile loop that all of us do here too. So that's like another really popular one, um, to train at. It's just five mile protected loop, um, at a lake. And it has rollers. It's where I've done tons of my training for. So yeah, everything I usually run is like protected paths because of the whole car issue too. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, there's nothing like being, you know, in the middle of a workout and then you have a stoplight, you know, or (laughs) there's all these people around or something. So that's, yeah, that's super important. I was going to ask you about Lake Miramar. Now, is that a, um, like an asphalt path or is it a dirt path? It's an asphalt path. Okay. Okay. It's an asphalt path. And it's, it's just like, I mean, it has rollers in it. So it's, it's honestly just such a good place to run because you kind of get it all. It's pretty flat. I mean, but it has rollers. So that way you're not totally flat. And um, yeah, I mean, that's where like everybody in San Diego trains, like everybody trains there. So you see everybody at Lake Miramar or at Mission Bay. It's just because 
their like just pedestrian paths. So you don't have to worry about the cars. You don't worry about stoplights. You don't worry about crazy people. There's just a lot of people out there walking and running and cycling and rollerblading. So it's, it's such a good spot for working out. We're like super lucky to have them because they're pretty too. And ah, now I want to yeah. come to San Diego. You know, it's so funny. I mean, we're only, well, what, two and a half hours yeah. north of you, but it feels like sometimes a world away. Yeah. I got to come down there and, and see you and we'll I go know. on a run. It's, it's like only two hours, but I get up there like every six months, if that, <laughs> you know, it's so bad because it's not that far at all, but yeah, come down. We'll go, we'll go out to eat. We'll go run. Yes. Speaking of on. Which, well, actually on, on yeah. that, on that coastal train ride, yeah. Where, how far would you go to then run back? Was that like your long run? Was it like a 20 miler? It was for like a long run. So you do like a 20 miler on that. Oh, so you'd sweet. like take it up to like, I don't even know, maybe like Carlsbad or something like that. And Ooh. then Carlsbad or Oceanside and then run back down. Okay. So, oh, that's incredible. Right. I love Carlsbad. Yeah. We've been there a few times for the Carlsbad, like half marathon. Yes. And- I saw you at the 5k like a year or two ago. Oh yeah. I think that might've been missed each other. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it was probably two years ago. It's hard to remember. Time doesn't exist anymore. I know. <laughs> no, yeah, that's Carlsbad awesome. is awesome. It's such a, it's such a, cool 5k but it's also like such a hard 5k it is you know it's funny when I was there we did like a quick literally we're like okay the kids are going to grandma's house we're going to get up at the crack of dawn we're going to drive down there do the race and drive back and I was thinking oh it's going to be totally an easy course so I get there and we do the course and I'm like maybe I'm like I feel like I'm in good shape but it's you know I mean it's not hard but there's like some deceptive little yeah. points in it that kind of sneak up on you and you're like oh okay little yeah. rollers here and there it's like it's d- like a little bit uphill like the whole way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay good I'm glad it's not just me I was like wait a minute no I think it's it's a fast course because fast people run it not because it's like the fastest 5k course like the actual course itself isn't the fastest ever it's just fast people come out there so you know like Tyler ended up running a PR the year before last because he was like, like against really good competition and he just got into it with a couple of them um, to like run a fast PR. So, okay. But, yeah. I, I'm going to like totally, I, I have to dive into Tyler. Like, but, yeah. but, but, but we're going to do that in a minute. I want to okay. stay on the, on this, um, on San Diego for a minute, but we're definitely coming back to Tyler. Cause he's amazing. You guys are an amazing couple. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. But I wanted to ask you about, since we're talking about, okay, where we, um, where to run in San Diego and then afterwards, like, where would you recommend we're starving? We went on this long run, beautiful. It's like, we're at the Bay and all of these things. Where do we eat afterwards? So for brunch, I think Swami's is really good. It's, there's a couple all throughout town. Uh, there's like one in Encinitas. So if you're doing like a, um, a run, along the water, then you can go over to Swami's. One of my favorite places is Eclipse. And that's like in North Park. So if you've been, if you did a workout kind of in the middle of town, then you could go to Eclipse and it's a chocolate place. Um, And they have like the best pancakes and I mean, just the best everything. It's where we had my um, rehearsal dinner for my wedding. (laughs) Ooh. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Everything's just so delicious there. It's like a chocolate brunch place, but it's so good. But yeah, so Swami's or Eclipse are both really good. I'm trying to think where else. Um, And are these places like now are um, for people that are, you know, 
familiar or not familiar with San Diego, are these places close to downtown San Diego or? So Swami's, um, they have one in North Park too. They have one, they have like probably like three or four locations around town. So they would be close to downtown. Okay. Uh, but then, and then they're close to some of these other, some of the other run spots I said. So, um, so like if you go to the coast and there's a Swami's or two up there, um, or if you're running downtown Eclipse or Swami's are down there too. Awesome. So we were talking about races and I know like for me, I know Carlsbad is like well-known people know Carlsbad people know, um, um, when we're talking about the 5k race, well, I forgot the name of it. Um, it's the world's fastest race. What is it? The Carl's Carlsbad yeah, 5,000. Yeah. Yeah. Carlsbad yeah. 5, yeah. Okay. And then other than that, I mean, I want to know, like, what do you recommend as far as races, like any like small local ones or ones we haven't yeah. heard of? So, um, so obviously there's rock and roll San Diego. That oh, was yeah. my very first marathon I ran when I was 17 and it's, it's a toughie. <laughs> it's, have you, I don't know. Have you run it? I have not run it. You know why it's, it happens that first weekend in June Yeah, and it's always like, there's always something going on then. And it's, it's always hot. It's always hot. And it's I'm like, like, no. Yeah. It's like, it's like been Marine <laughs> layer all of like, you know, the spring and May and then June, that June 1st day when they have the race, it's like swelterings for some yeah. reason. But, um, yeah, so that, that race is, it's really hilly too. Um, but I, I enjoy doing their half for some reason. It is very hilly. It does have some downhills though, if you have the uphills, but that it's fun. Cause it's a hometown race for me, you know, and like everybody does it. Um, another good one is the thrive half. Um, and that's kind of a downhill race and it's in like November usually, um, and then another good one is the holiday half, which is also a downhill race. And that's December. So like right after Christmas. So oh, a lot of people wanna, come down to that. I want to come down and do the holiday one. That would be really yeah. fun. I know it's always so popular. Like everybody, everybody does that one down here too. It's just, um, it's a nice downhill course. The course that it's on is what I use to train on for Boston. Cause you have to like train the downhills. So I would just, it's this like, um, one highway and I, they have a bike path. So I would just train the downhills and then have somebody drive me back up to the top and run the downhill again. So, um, perfect. So if you're running Boston, actually, that'd be a great, like kind of like tune up race to just practice the downhill running. Cause it's so different and harder on your body. I think Ooh, it's easier yes. in that you get faster paces, but it's pretty, it's can be pretty hard on your quads and stuff. Okay. All right. We're putting all this good stuff in the show notes, you guys. So don't <laughs> worry about it. It's all here. Kim knows what she's talking about. Um, I wanted to ask you, so, okay, we've done the race. We're ready to celebrate. Um, where do we go and have like a beer, glass of wine or drink? Yeah. So I think like Liberty Station is a really fun place to go. Um, and that it's like an old naval base that they converted to like a fun lifestyle type destination spot, entertainment destination spot. Um, Stone Brewery is really popular here. Everybody's going, you know, to go grab a beer after the race. And that's a good spot to just hang out. It's like a huge venue, um, a lot of outdoor space, which is great for now. Um, and then there's a lot of other restaurants and places to walk around out there too. Oh, that's fun. All right, sign us up, yeah, San Diego. Yeah. And now do you find, I mean, in general, I know runners are, we, we try to run in the mornings when we can, um, but do you find that, that 
most of the year, it's better to run like super early AM. Or if you do have, if you have to run in the evening, can you get in like, uh, you know, everybody, everything's pretty well lit. And is it casual in San Diego? Like the, cause I yeah. feel like LA is like, you know, it's, it's the car first, then, then the humans, right. You know, yeah. <laughs> so. I, I don't think we're so cutthroat down here, but at the same time, like I don't test it. I just, I run no. in pretty, I, I run in pretty good spots for pedestrians. So that way I don't have to worry about cars. I'm like tired of hearing about people getting hit by cars and things like that. Yeah. But for the most part, I run in the mornings um, just because I just feel like it's easier. You don't worry if work's going to go late or you're going to be too tired from work. You just, you just get it done. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's fun meeting up a friend in the morning and getting your run done and chatting and all that kind of stuff that we used to do. I know. Yeah. Cause I was thinking about like the weather and I know so much of the year it's so, I mean, San Diego is like, like feels like perfect weather, like yeah. 99% of the time. Um, yeah. But I was thinking like, is it like, does it get really hot where, you know, most a good chunk of the year where it's like, if I'm not out there by seven, it's over kind of thing. It's usually pretty, if it's usually pretty good. We don't have to go too crazy early. I mean, you know, some of these heat waves we've had lately, it's like, it feels like you do have to get out earlier, but for the most part, um, especially some places you go to with the Marine layer, you're like yeah. fine. And it's just an extra training stressor. So that's kind of good. That's right. <laughs> no, I know. So up here in LA, I mean, there, you know, it's so sprawling and um, yeah. there's so many places to stay. And I mean, I know San Diego is not as big as LA, but it's big. But do you have like a favorite hotel or like, you know, a bed and breakfast or whatever that you think people will, if you ha come to San Diego, you have to stay here? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that if you're going to come to San Diego, it's, downtown's a fun place to stay or i would recommend staying in like encinitas like a beach town up there or like carlsbad just because it has a little bit of a different feel from like um down downtown san diego you know um, my husband lived up in encinitas for seven years so we just got to really explore like those smaller beach towns up there and they're just so quaint and fun and it, everything feels smaller and more like mm. local um so there's um the carlsbad what is it called right now? I think it's the Carlsbad Inn. It's a, like a timeshare resort. Um, and that's where, that's where we've um, stayed. I think it's called the Carlsbad Inn. Now I'm, now I'm forgetting. But. No, 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 no. That's awesome. No, Carlsbad. Well, if you think of, if you get, if you, if it changes at all, it'll all be in the show notes. So that's yeah. Cool. I'll tell you guys for the show notes. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, Kim. So, um, what about like, I mean, San Diego is like with all the, like the missions and like all the history there, it's so beautiful there. I mean, yeah. like, um, what do you recommend? Like as far as history or sites or, you know, points of interest that people have to see? Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's just so much cool stuff out here. I would say, I mean, you definitely have to come out to Balboa park. I mean, as a runner, you're going to, you know, freak out over it. It's so cool. Um, it's just like, it's sprawling. So there's so much to it. You can run a lot in there and then all the architecture is beautiful. You know, I've mm -hmm. done some, um, five K's that like finish, I think, um, the rock and roll five K um, finishes like through, like coming in through, um, like all that Spanish architecture in Balboa park. Yeah. So, um, uh, there's just so much out there. It's just pretty cool to see. Um, our zoo is very popular. I haven't been in years, but, and maybe that's not PC to say, <laughs> <laughs> 
but um but that's a really you know popular tourist attraction yeah. and then of course like our beaches and our beach towns I think that that's what makes it really special and fun and just like quaint so I you know there's going to old town is like really cool too it's just mm. so different and just kind of takes you back to a different era but um and of course while you're here you have to get good Mexican food you have, have to. to I mean yeah. it's like once you've had Mexican food in California like Nothing you can't you can't do it anywhere else people will be like yeah we'll go to like the midwest and they're like come to this mexican restaurant and we're like oh yeah nice. <laughs> not to like i mean i'm from the midwest so i can say that but i mean they're like no nothing, i'm like no but there's nothing like the mexican food here i mean it's amazing so when i i when i lived in dc um they had no mexican restaurants they had one they only had one and it was owned by a cuban family i was like this is not mexican food like it's good. <laughs> but it's not this is not mexican you know like yeah. and they didn't have anything there i was just like oh my goodness and i'm so used to like mexican being like the uh, everywhere you know yeah yeah everywhere i know in la too everywhere um everywhere you and Tyler are power running couple. You guys have a brand new program, the Fast yes. Fall Training Program. Tell us everything we want to know. Maybe we'll sign up. Yeah. So it is like, so basically my run story really quickly was mm -hmm. that I just got super into marathon. I got, I started running like when I was 28, I got super into marathons. I got two into them. I ran at like 1.6 marathons in 23 months. So I was like totally burned out. I, I like, I just trashed my body essentially as quickly as I could. And then I was like, why, why am I not getting faster? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I was running too many miles, not sleeping enough, just doing marathon after marathon. And then, then I was confused. What's wrong. You know, it's like, okay, it's not that hard to figure out, but when you're in it, you can't figure it out, you know? So, um, we took a step back. I took some time off. I took some, like a month or two of easy running and then we just decided to totally change the approach and just like focus on shorter stuff. So I just focused on getting fast and not, not even thinking about the marathon for a while. So for like eight months, my longest interval was a mile. And I just, I mean, and that was my long interval, you know, and everything else was running hard and like way shorter. And, um, I did a half marathon like off of that. So with no, no tempos. And like my probably longest run was like 12 miles. And I still PR'd. I got like a 131 back then, which was a PR then. And so it was like, I didn't even have to be doing the long stuff to be already be improving because my, my threshold had improved. So it made, you know, half marathon, marathon pace feel way easier. And so then um, when I went back to the marathon at the end of that year, I took like almost half an hour off of my most recent times. And it just, it made running feel easy again. And running is never easy, but it just made it feel so much like more effortless. And it made the whole experience a lot more fun. I was having fun again. And I had been beating myself up for so long beforehand. And I just realized that so many of us just are like, you know, we come into it as adult runners and we're like, oh, the marathon. And that's what we instantly go to. And we totally miss the whole progression and like the, the maturation that most professional athletes have when they're going from being starting to be a runner to running a marathon most of them are not zero to 60 in two months you know that's not that's yeah. not what they do and that's what a lot of us amateurs do we're just like it's so bucket list that we just like forget everything else that the steps that all come and lead into that and so I think that what I have gone through is what a lot of other runners have too that we just like come into running because of wanting to bucket list a marathon and then we 
we like miss all the developmental steps that will make us a better runner in the future and make us a great marathon runner. So, you know, you, you have to walk before you can run and, and all of us are trying to like be the best marathoners without having that base, you know, and that foundation and that speed. And so for me, I didn't even know that like speed was like my strength because I was so tired all the time. So I seemed slow to myself, but then once I freshened my legs up and start and, and gave them a go, I was like, Oh, this is like a lot more fun. I'm a lot faster than I thought I was. And so it just, it made the whole process so much more fun and exciting and, um, and, and it helped my running to improve a ton. Oh my gosh. I, I can so relate to everything that you said. Like, I feel like that, <clears throat> like, I went from like, you know, running shorter stuff in college. I mean, you just, you don't obviously run as long as you do in a marathon to like saying, I really want to run a marathon. And then not knowing what I was doing, just training on my own, have no idea, jump into a marathon. And it's like, you're right. There's so much, you know, progression that goes, you know, that you should do. And like, now I'm really taking a step back. I mean, I don't have plans to do a marathon for a while and it's been so refreshing just to like, it, it's refreshing, but it's also been a little shocking, right? Because I'm so used to doing, like you were saying, like these long yeah. intervals. And yeah. like now it's like, um, you know, if I'm, my coach will have me do like six times an 800, which it's so much fun to like get my legs turning over or like even shorter stuff. Yeah. And so I, I'm like right there with you. Like, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to, you know, really do some different things with my body. And when we're ready yeah. to run marathons again, we'll be so much it, faster. It makes, um, 617 pace feel slow, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we can See, go there. <laughs> but I mean, you can't, nothing can feel slow if you're not running much faster. And that was the problem is that I was trying to run marathon paces that were my threshold and because I was not running faster and I, I didn't have any more speed than what I was asking myself for the marathon. So that doesn't even make sense, but that's what so many of us try to do. We're just like, well, how do I get faster in all my tempos? Well, what you do is you go back to the short stuff. You get really fast. You move your, you move the needle with the speed and then this moves back too. So it's like, it totally makes logical sense once you, you just have to run a lot faster than you intend to run your marathon. And if you're not consistently running a lot faster than what your goal marathon is, then um, it makes goal marathon pace feel really hard and it's easy to fall off of. So easy to fall off of. Well, tell us, so if, if someone wants to sign up for your fast fall training program, what does it consist of? And like, what are they going to, um, to get out of the program? It sounds amazing. Oh, you're so sweet. So there, it's going to be 12 weeks of training. It's two workouts a week. It's speed workouts. We don't have any interval going over a mile. We have two levels. So you can, you know, depending on like your experience or your mileage, you can choose to do either level and you're going to get fit on either level. Cause it's all about effort. Everything is, most things are in like, um, kilometers or like some things are like one mile, but, um, or, they're in minutes. So it's, it's focusing on effort. It's not focusing on paces. And I think that's what a lot of us need to get back to because we get so pace focused and trying to focus on our goal time that we miss like, Hey, let's just get fit. And so it's you figuring out how to get your fittest today. And then you let whatever the race results are be what they are, instead of trying to force yourself into these are the paces to get to a, a, this marathon and you're trying to run these paces, but then they're overloading you. So now you're overtrained and now you're regressing, you know? So it's just figuring out how do I get 
the best fitness for me today and how, and that's with just focusing on effort and doing the right effort for each day and like letting the paces be whatever they are. So now will they, if they sign up for it, will they have um, access to you and Tyler to ask questions and all of that? How does that work? Yeah. So we're going to do a Facebook group. So we have a Facebook group set up and so you can ask any questions in there. We'll be doing like once a month Facebook lives to chat with everyone and see how it's going. And they have email access to us too. So they can um, email any questions and like, we're here for that. And honestly, that's what I do in my DMs too. I try to, as much as I can keep up with them, I try to give as much help as I can or input on people's training if they reach out to me, just because, you know, so many people have invested into my life and into Tyler's life. And we're just like, you know, if we can help anybody else, like unlock what makes it work for them, then that, that would make us so happy. Well, and then we have to say, I mean, you guys are experienced. I mean, you guys know what you're doing. And Tyler, your husband is an Olympic trials qualifier. Is he, is it 218 marathoner? Okay. I I wasn't sure if he had dipped under that, but amazing. Um, 218. Yeah. And and I was going to ask, I, from what I've in a little research, it, he had gone from four hours and 10 minutes to 410 to 218 Mm-hmm. What, over what period of time and and when did he like say i'm gonna knock this out like cutting yeah. half i mean that's amazing that's amazing i i think i want to say his like 410 might have been like 2010 or something like that okay. or 2011 i'll have to like double check with him because i was not with him then so i don't know his life at that point <laughs> i don't have it memorized like i do now like every race to the second, I know his PRs. Um, so I think, yeah, he was in college then. Um, um, let me think really fast. I graduated. So that probably was about 2010 um, when he did his 410. And then he did his 218 in 2017, at the end of 2017. Okay. Okay. So um, yeah, so it, in seven years, but I mean, it 410 is a pretty normal time for a guy but most guys that are, are coming in at 410 you're not like hey are you excited you're going to be qualifying for the Olympic trials one day you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean a seven-year progression is pretty fast I mean you yeah. know to go from from a 410 to a 218 in seven years because you just you know life happens and different things totally. and maybe your focus is not as laser sharp in some parts of it I mean you know was he just kind of when did he realize that he really wanted to achieve the the OTQ Yeah. So first of all, his dad, his first marathon that his dad ran was a 235, which is wild. Um, So like he knew that like, that was like, kind of like, you know, in his genes maybe. And, but I think his dad was more of a natural talent. Like that, his dad just kind of like went out and ran a 235, which is wild. And it didn't seem like that was coming as easily to Tyler, but Tyler is like very methodical and analytical. So he met a guy while he was working at Roadrunner Sports, um, who, um, our friend James, who was a really fast runner. He had run like a 106 half. And he was like telling Tyler, like, this is what you need to do to get faster. Like what you're doing, not going to work. And so he told Tyler like a couple of things like about mileage and stuff like that. And it really was so Tyler just took it and was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And then did that and applied it and then stayed consistent with it. And then, you know, he ended up qualifying, but it's, I mean, it's just so much hard work and consistency. And that's what he'll tell you. He'll say, you have to be consistent, just stay with it, you know, but, yeah. um, but, and he loves it. I mean, when you, 
you guys know when you love something, it's not, none of it, it's a chore. It's just like a joy to be on the journey and to be getting to pursue something like that. And I mean, the cherry on top is when you get it right. Like after all the heartbreaks Mm. before it, you know, the, it's just like a joy, like no other to finally accomplish it. I just love, you know, seeing you and your family in Atlanta and the whole way that you guys were just surrounding yourself around Tyler and like just cheering. I mean, beyond cheering him on all the emotional support and like, it was just so loving, like, you know, just having you all there. And, and I just loved the, the footage. And I mean, he had to feel the love. I mean, he did. I mean, my whole family and then two of my cousins from my, my side, obviously flew out there to like watch him run and just like, and his whole family came down and like friends. And it was just like, so special. Like, I just felt like that speaks so to who he is and that all these people would be so excited for his, you know, Mm. you're excited for your own successes and your own big, big days. But then to have other people, like you've just like got a team of people together that like are so happy for you. That's, you know, I feel like that's an accomplishment in itself too. So um, there's this photo of the two of you guys. Um, and it, I think it has the Olympic trials, Atlanta, 2020, like banner in the background. And somehow yeah. someone took like this really epic photo of the two of you. And it kind of really summed up your whole journey. I thought it was so like moving. I could yeah. just feel the joy jumping through the page from that photo. What was, what did someone like, did you guys plan that or was it just a last minute? We, we, yeah, we, we kind of just were like, oh, there it is. And let's, let's take a picture here. But yeah. I think that that kind of speaks to how I felt about his accomplishment too. Like it's mine too. It's just yeah. as much mine, you know, um, and the joy that he experienced in, in accomplishing things, the whole, our whole relationship it has been my joy too. Um, like um, three months into dating, we went to Boston together and then we went to London six days later, you know, um, because they're within a week of each other. So I was running Boston, he was running London and I did terrible at Boston. And then he like had a monster PR. He had like a 12 minute PR at um, London and ran a 2.25. And I, my, like my words back then were like, I couldn't be more happy if this joy was my own. Like it, it was, you know, like if, because, and that's how it is when you like are just along with somebody on their journey too. And so that's how I felt like we, we got to go to the Olympic trials, like he did it, you know, so. No, I, I totally get that because, you know, I've done one marathon and Natalie's, you know, on 12 and, and has all her big lofty goals. And I, people think I'm absolutely nuts. You know, like so many supportive, you know, siblings or, or, or spouses or whatever, you know, they, they, they're like, oh, that's that guy, you know, cause people now have seen us at multiple races and they're like, yeah, that's that guy. Cause the last mile or, or You're going crazy. Mile, I'm screaming and running in. And I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not too insecure to say that there's been a few times where I'm shedding tears because I'm like, come yeah. on, you're so close, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and you just, it's, it is kind of this out of body thing where it's all yeah. into that person, you know, and because yeah. you you've been there for all of the, the a- early AMs with me on my bike, riding yeah. down the beach and I'm like, come on, keep the pace and and she's yeah. like, you keep up with me, you know, or whatever in the late nights and, and all this stuff. So I, I, I get it. Yeah. It's a yeah. joke yeah. investment. You're, I mean, you're there for a lot of the lows, I think is, you know, you're, you see like the, the really tough 
the tough moments, the moments of doubt or insecurity. And a lot of times as a partner, you have to be the one to be like, Hey, you know, encourage them. Yeah. And, and lift them up. And so to see somebody reaching, you know, part of their potential and you're just like, we did it. Like we got, <laughs> we got here, you know, and that, that's just so special. So it was like when, when Tyler qualified for um, the Olympic trials, it was just like the best, best day. You know, I was, um, we were both running CIM that year and I was just like praying for him during it. God, please help him to stay on pace. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> you know, know. And it's, um, it's just such a, you know, you're just on each other's journey together. And so it's, it's been, it's so much fun. That's, that to me is like one of the greatest joys of, um, of getting to be partners with somebody is just to like be their cheerleader or just to encourage them on the bad days, you know, cause there's enough of those too. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. I wanted to ask you really quickly. So having, I mean, you, your husband is a pro runner. I mean, really yeah. like, I mean, he's, you know, he's right there. He's the, you know, very, very elite runner and has all these accomplishments. And, you know, obviously you guys are together every day. So do you, and, and you're, and you're a runner too. Does he coach you and help you with your workouts and training? And like, how does that work? Um, yeah. So he does. Um, he, we, we, we started like kind of working together a couple of years ago and even more than that, I mean, he, he's the one I bounce off everything off of. He, if I'm doing a big workout, I'll ask him to pace me for it. Like he's my favorite person to run a workout with or to run a race with. I'll be like, do you want to just like pace me for this race? You know? And it's just like, it, I feel like so fortunate to have like the best to be like helping me, you know? And, um, and just, you know, when I, when I broke 130 for the first time, he paced me on that race. And, um, you know, it was just like, he was crying as we were about to get to the finish line because <laughs> it was been something that we'd been trying to do for a while. And like, you know, he was crying, come on, babe, we got this, you know? And so it's, it's, I love, I love running with him now. I was so embarrassed before, but now he's like, I'm like, babe, can you pace me for this workout? This is what my workout is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so he's my favorite person to pace me and, and to, to do workouts and stuff like that with. So you I'm, guys are living the runner's dream. Yeah. <laughs> dream location, dream, you know, couple helping each other. I'm just, this is, this is pretty, pretty cool. Um, yeah. okay, Kim, I wanted to like pivot really back like, to the travel stuff real quick. One yeah. thing I wanted to ask you, that I don't think I asked you before was, um, do you have a favorite, you've been so many places. I mean, you've yeah. traveled more than most people will travel in their entire lifetime. So is there one country that you've traveled and run in that you were like, this is my favorite place to run? I did the Rome marathon, which I thought was like, so awesome. It was just so cool. Um, you run past every single like monument and most most cities don't shut down everything in the city. So you could see every historical thing in the city. They just drop you by a couple, but this one, you go by everything. And they basically shut the city down for this. And so that was really cool. I thought it was beautiful. Um, and it, and everybody's so fun there. It was, had a lot of energy. Um, and then beyond that, um, I mean, there's so many beautiful places out there. Greece is so gorgeous. I didn't run in Greece cause I wasn't a runner then, but I can just imagine now how I'd be like, having the best time. Cause it's so, it's just so peaceful and beautiful. That's awesome. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, you coming on and doing this with us, it like, 
it really means a lot. We're, we're just so oh, happy that we can chat with you. I feel like I could seriously, no, like I could t- chat with you for another hour. No, <laughs> like 10 hours. We can kind of <laughs> like, we, we're going to have to like do a separate Zoom where we have wine and like, just like talk and like, we do. I'll, I'll organize it like a runner's girl Zoom. <laughs> I know we have to do that. That'll be really fun. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, do you want to ask the last question for Kim? Well, this one's a, <laughs> so where can, where would, would you want to run that you okay. haven't run oh. uh, anywhere in the world? Like, is there a place that you have on your bucket list of running or yeah, that you haven't been yet? I mean, I would probably say like Kenya would be awesome. Right. Oh. So, like my husband and I have like talked like, Oh, we need to like, get out there and like do some high altitude training, but it's hard because my job is not a remote job. So I have to show buildings in real life. I'm a commercial real estate broker. So I have to show buildings and do things like that. So I can't just take off for a couple of months, but that'd be really cool. You know, one day when we're both fit again um, to be like, to go out there and kind of let him run with them and me run alone in the mountains or something. That would be amazing. You could hook in with some elite, I don't know, um, Olympians or something like that to help you. Or I don't know. I can just yeah. imagine like when you go to Kenya, it's like everybody there is, it seems like everybody there, especially in certain areas are so into running, like chasing the running dream. Yeah. That's how they, you know, yeah. They were like chase the dream and they have such drive and, and such work ethic. It's, it's pretty amazing. So. Yeah. Where would you guys, where would you guys choose to run? Oh, that's a good question. There's so many places. Um, there's some places in Ireland that I've seen that just look so green and gorgeous that I would love. Yeah. We, we've been to Ireland once, but we were only there for like a few days. And I'm like, I just want to come back for like a few weeks and like run everywhere. Yeah. So that would be one. Um, New Zealand. I would love to oh, run geez. in New Zealand. Um, yeah. Definitely places in South America. I mean, like, I'd love to run in like Argentina or we did that. Did you do that? Yeah. We, um, we went down to, um, Argentina and we, we ran together out there because I also didn't know where I was going. So (laughs) (laughs) you had to run everywhere with me, but it, yeah, we, we ran together and then we would go have like great steakhouse uh, meals afterwards. There's Uh, like, everything is so inexpensive. Yeah. That that's, um, I mean, I I I think about, you know, all the, you know, somewhere in Canada, like all the, the great oh, open running. Cause you know, yeah. we've done like um, Idaho and Montana and different things. I just think about like, okay, Alaska, like, yes. you know, mm. beautiful places, not near bear country. So I want to stay, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, I think all of Alaska. But yeah. Like I keep, I'm like, yeah, Canada, Alaska. And then I say, oh, but not near bear country. Okay. A little contradictory, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> those seem like it will be some great places. Um, you know, but I think any anywhere is always running is just a great way to see a new place, you know, it totally you, is. you know, experience it, in, you know, just a, it's a different vibe than just the walking tour. And obviously, you know, if you're in a vehicle of some sort, you know, that that removes you from it. But there's just a certain element about just yeah. through town, especially you're like in, it. in the morning. Yeah. And I think ta- in cities, in, if you're in the heart of like a Rome or something, when you're in a city early a.m. is, is yeah. the best when you're seeing yeah. it open up and, and wake up, you know, yeah. for the day. Yeah. Mm. I love that. 
this beautiful. So many good spots. We have to explore the whole world. I yeah. know. Explore the whole world. I mean, with such a gift, the world is so, and I think we're going to appreciate it more now since everything has been so closed to us. Now, yes. I think when travel, the travel industry really opens back up, I think people are just going to flood it and say, I want to go everywhere yeah. because we never know. This has really taught us that we really don't know in life what's yeah. going to happen. So not take it for granted. That's right. That's not take right. any race for granted anymore. Not take any trip for granted or <laughs> seeing any friends. It's I also know. precious. It really is. Well, I will tell you if, when, when it all does open up, we've got San Diego covered because you've yes. been great in terms of letting us know the ins and outs and what to do. And so it, it's going to be, this will be great for people to hear um, as their, you know, pleasure or business travels, take them to San Diego. They, they don't have to skip a workout or just stay on the hotel treadmill. Yes. And they can DM me too, if they want any recommendations when they're coming to town, I'm happy Sweet. to, or if they want to come out for a race and don't know which one, they can DM me. I will help them out. I know everything about all of our races here. Kim, tell everybody where in the world they can find you. Guys, you can find me on Instagram at trackclubbabe.com. Or no, at trackclubbabe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like combining my website with my Instagram handle. So trackclubbabe. So, um, but yeah, that's where I am mostly. Okay. Um, you guys, Kim is amazing. I know. Here's the thing. First of all, she's almost at 100,000 followers on Instagram. So you're probably already following her. But if for some <laughs> crazy reason you are not following Kim Clark, Go to your, your phone right now, put in Track Club Babe and follow her right now. And then the next thing you're going to do is sign up for her and her husband's um, fast fall training program. Do that, be faster, and you're going to have some amazing coaches guiding you along the way. Kim, thank you, thank you so much. much. Thank you guys so much. You guys are so precious. And I'm so honored that you guys asked me to be on your new show. Thank, thank you. you. A big thank you to Kim for coming on the podcast. Be sure and follow Kim on Instagram at Track Club Babe. You know, San Diego is so close to us. Why don't we throw something in a backpack and pop down there this weekend? I really need a change of scenery. Have mass, we'll travel. <laughs> Thanks so much, you guys, for taking the time to hang out with us. We know your time is valuable and we really appreciate you. We hope you're having a joyful holiday season. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show. Well, we'll see you guys next Thursday for a brand new episode and you will not want to miss it. We'll see you then. We will see you then.